and welcome to Talking Trades, the weekly podcast where we talk about comics so you don't have to. I'm Jeremy, I'm a DC fan. And I'm John, a Marvel nut. And we're here to talk to you about geek stuff. John? Jeremy? How's your week? How you uh, it's good. Life is good? It's good, yeah. Busy as usual, but you know. Obviously. Um, what's going on with you as far as like geek stuff? Anything new specifically with you before we get into this week in geek? With me? Yeah. I didn't ask. So now I'm asking. Uh, read anything, you watch anything, you think about anything. Read anything, watch anything. Uh, I mean, like, Dark Phoenix is happening. I'm seeing it tomorrow. So, yeah, like, that's old that we can talk about that in This Week in Geek, I guess. Uh, let's just do that right now. Let's get into This Week <laughs> in Geek. This Week in Geek. This Week in Geek, John, your birthday. Which is June 4th. Which is June 4th. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank uh, you. It's now a national holiday, but not for the reason that everyone may think. It is because a superhero took it from you. It is Dark Phoenix Day. Oh, my God. Official Dark Phoenix Day. In Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I need, to, I need to go there to be with my people. You do. And we're, uh, we're actually packing up your house tomorrow, and you're moving to Los Angeles. Yep. No job lined up, but that's fine. I'll make it. I'm a good I've heard LA charm. is an easy place to live. It's heard it's cheap. Yeah, definitely not crazy expensive. No, you'll be fine. Uh, there's a nice talent agency I've heard of. You could just go to them, and uh, they said that they'll help you with make some movies or something. I don't know. You'll be fine. Dark Phoenix Day. What? what who did this? Yeah. Uh, and why? Eric Garcetti did this, the mayor of the city of Los Angeles. Because he hates quality films? Uh, he did this because, for his Dark Phoenix, the direct quote, Resort Phoenix is the culmination of a groundbreaking, huge, successful X-Men series and one of the most iconic stories in comic book history. And whereas Dark Phoenix, with its main character, is an emboldened female, is a tribute to the world's ex-women, female superheroes, role models, and strong women everywhere. And whereas Dark Phoenix upholds the X-Men tradition of celebrating the notion that what makes you different makes you strong. And whereas the message of Dark Phoenix is about the importance of family, being there for each other, and putting aside personal differences in order to fight for what is right and for the future of the planet... And whereas I urge all citizens and mutants to celebrate the conclusion of the X-Men franchise and its tremendous global impact on popular culture, now therefore I, Eric Garcetti, mayor of the city of Los Angeles, do hereby recognize Dark Phoenix for its portrayal of empowered females and as the concluding chapter of the immensely popular long-running X-Men film series for nearly 20 years. So if you didn't understand all of that because I fast-forwarded through it, because I'm definitely going to fast-forward through that as, uh, as I edit this episode... Um, Basically, what John was saying is that the mayor of Los Angeles thought, hey, that movie franchise is ending, and hey, there's a cool woman in it, and hey, that's neat. Here's a day. But also, like, it's about embracing your differences, and what makes you different makes you strong is the main direct quote, and how it's an emboldened female, which is a huge, huge thing right now. It's a great role model to see. So, Except she kills a bunch of people. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know what happens in the movie. I'm assuming. In the comic, she eats a star. And that kills, like, a universe. It's fine. It's Strong not universe, female characters. The strongest, some literally, would say. Literally. <laughs> uh, no, it's cool. Like, it's like, I mean, regardless of whether or not the film is successful, that's your favorite character ever gets a day on your birthday. It's so that great. Would be like, that would be like if that day also had a Knuckles the Echidna day. Oh, just, man. That, that just... There's, Can you imagine? I cannot. I don't want to. I mean, I didn't think I get Dark Phoenix Day, but now I do. It's it's so great. Um, Good for you, buddy. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I did nothing to achieve Literally this. Literally nothing. <laughs> don't worry. Neither did this movie. It hasn't even come out yet. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, the speaking of Dark Phoenix, 
It currently is opening to the lowest uh, Rotten Tomatoes score of the franchise. I didn't pull that number up because I don't want to read the article because I don't want any mild spoilers. So, that's a thing. What I will say is, in 2019, Rotten Tomatoes is much more in use than, say, when X3 came out. Which is the worst film ever When made. X-Men Origins, Wolverine came I out. like that video game. Yeah, we're not talking about that, though. I know. I also <laughs> like the movie, but it's not good. No. And, and that's how I think that I'll end up with Dark Phoenix. I'll probably enjoy it, but it's not going to be good. You'll, you'll just understand that it's not a quality film. I just have a lot of issues going into it. Like in your personal life? Oh, with the movie. With the movie. With the movie. Oh, okay, no. I, I knew what you meant. I wasn't... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm listening. I'm your friend. Yeah, like... I, they, I, Scott and Gene weren't really like, together in Apocalypse, and I understand ten years has passed, but like, I don't, I'm not gonna buy any kind of relationship thing they're gonna try and throw at me, because last time we saw them they were not together, and like I get it, ten years has passed, but like, uh, I also feel in general that you need three movies for this to work, and this is, uh. Gene and Scott's second appearance in this in the first class timeline continuity thing. Yes. So like I think the way to do it is movie one, Gene dies fighting whatever bad guy you wanted to fight. Movie two, she comes back but is not quite right, and maybe you kinda hint at stuff to come. And then movie three, Dark Phoenix. Yeah, but that's asking a lot. That's asking for a lot of focus on one character. I don't disagree. Really only in the third movie. Because you just have her come back in two, and there's a couple lines that are like, that's kind of weird, but like that's not at all the main focus. Yeah, I just don't think that a movie studio would go for that. Or, hey, we're going to pay Sophie Turner all this money and have her act like this and just have it be a one movie thing. They're going to want to, they want to pay for it once. I'm think... not saying it's right. I'm just saying that, like, from a practical standpoint, like a movie studio is going to go, hey, we're going to make. This movie, we, we can get Poe Dameron in it, and we can do this, and we can do this, right? To focus on on Gene would be the correct option, especially if you want to make this <clears throat> excuse me, this storyline work, because it's a good storyline. But I don't know. I don't think that movie studios think in the way that comic book fans do. I think in a post-MC universe, they absolutely do. I mean, they proved they don't. They, they didn't make... They didn't with these movies. These movies have been super... The last one was super mediocre. Well, I also think what's going on behind the scenes is there were, I'm sure, internal rumblings of the, the, a possible Disney buyout, like, during pre-production. So, when they did Apocalypse, like, okay, cool, we got our new cast set, we're all good to go. And then they were like, okay, what's next? They clearly were setting up like Mr. Sinister with the post credit scene of the Essex Corporation. That did not happen at all. Yeah. Um, so, in the absence of that, my assumption is movie two was going to be Sinister, but they know Dark Phoenix is the big paycheck. They know that's what people really want to see. So, that's what they're going to do. And I think that had the Disney thing not happened that it would have been a three-movie thing, because they planted seeds really early in Apocalypse about this. But I think the right way to go is movie one, she dies. Movie two, she comes back. Movie three, Dark Phoenix. Right. But again, not have her be the main focus of one or two. Just, like, have it happen in the background? Yep. It'd be interesting. 
It makes sense. Because, like, both this and X3 went straight to Dark Phoenix. There's no time as Phoenix. Right. So, uh, Right, you're calling it Dark Phoenix when you never had a Phoenix to be dark from. Right. So, it, it, I just have a lot of issues. There's a huge fan of this character going into this movie. Um, so, there's that. I think it'd be weirder if you didn't have these issues. Like, it's, like it's a big deal for you. It is, and it's... And I understand it's a movie, whatever, but, like, you don't understand, like, if they mess this up, they're not going to do this storyline a third time. No. There's no way you're going to get a third Dark Phoenix movie. No, probably not. So, like, and it's it, well, I, it's a hugely... Might. You might. Do you, you think? think? Maybe. Anything's, literally anything's possible. Do you think Phase, like, 7 of the MCU were going to get a Dark Phoenix anything's movie? Anything's possible. Would you have said five years ago... Hey, they're gonna do a Captain Marvel movie that's gonna be really good. Was that what you would have thought? No, no. But anything's possible. But I think with how they're branching out the MCU to do a Dark Phoenix movie would take a lot of focus on a character. When you have something that goes from, well, you're gonna start over again. You're gonna start over, sure. But that's gonna be. That's not gonna be separate. It's gonna be part of the MCU. Right. But you're starting over with these new... Oh, wait, these characters are going to come in like this? No. That's what I'm saying. You're they're going to recast over. and everything. Yeah, you're going to start over. Like, anything's possible. But as part of the MCU, you're going to get one X-Men movie, like, every two years. Maybe. Maybe not. We don't know. They so might do a few. We don't know. We have no idea. Uh, I'm just going to say that you're probably right. We're probably going to get it for a while. But anything's possible. Uh, also, Marvel... The, the MCU believes that the term X-Men for the franchise is a little outdated in the year of our Lord 2019. <laughs> I love that phrase. So, the year of our Lord. I love that. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty great. So, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. There's just a quick aside. Um, but speaking of movies, Avengers Endgame did not make a million dollars this week. For the first time since its opening. <laughs> first time. Just hilarious. Can you imagine? Movie does not make a million dollars. Is a. <laughs> That's so funny. So it didn't make a million dollars, which is also kind of showing that it's petering out finally after, what, seven weeks? Eight weeks? Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. And it's not going to catch Avatar, it looks like. I'm sorry. I misspoke. According to direct quote from. Uh, J.K. Schmidt's article on comicbook.com. According to the latest report from Box Office Mojo, Avengers Endgame made just $869,816 in ticket sales on Monday, June 3rd. So it didn't Not only is this day. the lowest amount it made in its entire run, but it's the first time Marvel Studios crossover has dropped below 1 million mark for the day. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> So they might. Uh, that's a lot of money. My God, that's so much money. Yeah, but like, not enough. Uh, switching over to some DC news. Yes, DC news. There's like a thousand stories on Robert Pattinson as Batman. The one I thought that was interesting. Yes. Was when he was cast, like when it actually happened. Okay. So. He was doing stuff at Cannes, which I'm guessing is earlier in the year. It's the one thing I was not half his dates. But he was at the Cannes Film Festival showing off, like, art house stuff he was doing. From there, he got on a plane. Cannes in France. Yes. Flew to L.A. Oh, well, that's a long flight. 
to put on the bat suit. Literally to put the suit to on. To put the suit on. And then he got the part. Same day? Like in, the, in like yes, we want you right Pretty now. much. Oh. It was between him and Nicholas Holt, who is currently Beast in X-Men for the role. I don't like I Nicholas don't see Holt. him in it either. I think no. I, I see Pattinson Mostly because Holt's like young. They're they're both, I think, comparable in age, but yeah, like I don't know, man. Just for some reason Robert Pattinson feels older to me. It's the jawline. Yeah, hundred percent. It's the jawline. He he. I I think he pulls off a very good Bruce Wayne. That's what he's going to be the best as. Yes, he I might agree. be the best Bruce Wayne we've ever had. I'm very excited for it. Uh, keeping with these news, we got our first image of Wonder Woman. Oh yes, 1984. I thought you were going to say the bat too. Like we got we got an image. no. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes. So the image is beautiful. It's vibrant. It's what it's, I had a headache today, and this image did not help me. But it's not. <laughs> it is, is. It is very loud. It's really loud. <laughs> like I, I've been having like these pains behind my eyes, and that was that. And I was like, this is not helping. Yeah, it's like neon yellow, pink, and purple. It's a lot of W's. Gorgeous. A lot of W's. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, it's in her golden eagle armor. That's a Zeus reference, I'm assuming. Probably. Probably, because like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you play as the Eagle Bearer, so Eagle does have some lineage there. Yeah, I yeah. can see it. Well, um, her dad is just Zeus, we know that. We know that, but I'm, the the term. Uh, yeah, if you want to see it yourself, it's uh, at Patty Jenks. It's Patty Jenkins' Twitter. She put it up. And pretty, sweet, twi- pretty sweet Twitter. Friend of the show, Patty Jenkins. <laughs> and it looks gorgeous. The Patster. The Patster. <laughs> Big Jenk. I don't know. I, 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 want, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend really bad. Uh, yes, yeah, so this looks awesome. I'm very excited. Um, I cannot wait for this movie to come out. I, think, I saw the first one in theaters five times. I don't think I'm going to see this one any less. <laughs> um, so when we were at C2E2, yes. we saw a booth that was selling Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez comics. I did not see that. Well, I was. I knew they had them. Then, but they were there. So, they revealed a cover for an upcoming issue, and DC has slapped them with a cease and desist. Yeah, because it's a straight-up rip-off from a Wonder Woman issue, right? I don't think it's Wonder Woman, but, like, you'll get it. When you see it, you'll get it. So. <laughs> wow. This is a different one. There was, a, there was another one. Their original one was going to be... Yeah, this one's really bad. Don't be mad. This isn't about any actual DC superheroes. A parody of a parody, yet still somehow less of parody than Washington. Yeah. yeah you can't do this. So it's AOC as straight-up Supergirl. Yep. Like, not even trying. Bernie Sanders as Green, no, uh, green Arrow. Arrow. Yeah, that's Green Arrow. And then I'm not sure who is Batman. It's the woman who was elected. She was the first um, Muslim elected to Congress, I believe. Yes. It's like a huge deal. Yes, I yes, can't yes, yes, her yes, name, yes, I'm yes. terrible with names. You are absolutely right. It might say on that article. It, it, so this, this, you maybe you can find it. Um, the <laughs> this is from Devil's Due, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's Wonder. It's it's Supergirl, Batman. And or Batgirl and uh, Green Arrow standing on the top of the um, congressional building, yeah, and it's just straight. Up, that's just not even close. It's too, too okay. Like that's just a ripoff. Like, I, and I'm okay with AOC, like all that stuff. But you can't. That's a that's an intellectual property. <laughs> you can't do that. I don't. This think. cover, by the way, is called the Cease and Desist, but it's DC and then lowercase ist. That's really that's hilarious. I, I will give them. That's very funny. Ilan Omar. 
That's her name. Batman. So she's back, Batman or Batgirl, whoever. And Bernie's supposed to be Green Lantern, but I could really see that going. That's Green way. Arrow. I, the I think, article. I think the article's wrong. The, okay, the article could be wrong. That's Green Arrow. Not that far off, though. To be honest, no. I just like that. I like that they did Bernie's hair in it too. That's um, Bernie has got that like he doesn't keep his hair very uh, kempt. Kempt. That's hilarious. Yeah, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No. So like, I understand. And I am beside DC with this one. Oh, like, yeah, that's yeah. that's and that's probably they're not even like, hey man, we don't want you to not have the comic. We want you to not right. It's like, this. can you like not do it so blatantly? And then like make the cover like a big middle finger to DC. Like DC didn't do anything wrong, just wanting their IP to be protected. That's right. Not- and like I could see you doing like an Action Comics one pose, but not have her dressed as Superman. Yeah. Like you can do these famous homages. That's parody. That's fine. This is but this off. is just straight up. <laughs> that's you can't do that. You cannot do that. Uh, interesting. Uh, interesting. Yes. Yeah, I would imagine that they'll, that'll get taken down. So, Devils do seem like they're doing it on purpose as just like a middle finger. No, 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 they are. It's, and the it's, wrong... it's getting them a lot of press. We've said oh, Devils yeah. do like four times. Devils do. So it's it's <laughs> definitely, <laughs> it's doing what they want. It's just like, it's going to hurt. I don't think around. they have a leg to stand on with these covers. No, so not. blatant. So blatant. Uh, so, Marvel... To celebrate its 80th anniversary, Marvel Comics, they are doing Bring On the Bad Guy variants. Okay. So different books will have um, bad guys as the cover. Okay. Oh, I think DC did this a bit ago with like, it was everything, the Joker was on the cover of everything because it was the 75th anniversary of the Joker. Is this marking... um, 80th of Marvel Comics. I'm sorry, is it going to be on every issue or is it going to be on like a certain amount of issues? I think certain issues. Um, Some of them it's revealed, some of them it's not revealed, some of them we have cover art for. Who do we have cover art for? Anything with Killmonger? Yes, Black Panther 15. Oh, cool. it's Killmonger from the movie. Yeah, with the welts. They're scars. Scars? He's He scars himself. These look kind of like puffy, though. Well, it's... it's So, there's a thing, like, with um, certain... Uh, what is it? What's what I'm looking for? Certain tribes in, like, um, more... Like, like the rainforest, stuff like that. They do scarring on purpose instead of tattoos. And it's raised up on the skin. Oh, okay. So you can, like, I have scars that are puffy. Not to that extent. But that's clearly intentional in the movie. So he, so it's done, like, as a thing to raise it up on purpose. So it's scarring. Um, But there's, like, there's, like, tattoos of, like, Maori tribesmen do, like, stuff like that with ink. um, That is done on purpose to leave raised or, like, more defined um, marks Mm -hmm. as a showing of, like, Badassery, as you will. Yes, it's pretty cool. Yeah, because it's like all over. He's basically ribbed for your pleasure. It's great. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> I did. So, <laughs> what other covers do we have? Uh, Avengers. That Who is, is that? someone. Avengers. That is Count Nefaria. Oh, of course. I'm not familiar. Count Nefario. Uh, this cap Who's cover that? though. That's mm, so cool. It's Red Skull. It looks really good. You smash into the shield with a gun. It would be better if Alex Ross did it or whatever. It would, but wouldn't all? Wouldn't most oh, comic? Oh, Abomination on the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanos, Thanos on Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Venom has Carnage. Very cool. Uh, that that cover is actually really gorgeous. That is really cool. And, and there's a list up top. Yeah, that's all the the ones we have the images for. Let's see some of these. Oh. Um, Black Cat gets Black Cat. 
Captain Marvel's going to have Yon-Rog. Very cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spider-Man gets Molten Man, and then another one with Anna Kravenoff. Very cool. Daredevil's going to have Elektra. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and another one that's TBD. Cool. Doctor Strange gets Nightmare, and he also gets Dormammu. Fantastic Four gets Doom. Doom! Uh, two front favorite Spider-Mans that are unannounced. Guardians unannounced. Um, Loki gets Loki. Seen, yeah, Loki gets Loki. Uh, Savage Avengers gets Kulan Goth. I gotta admit, I do not know who that is. Uh, Thor 16 gets someone. Tony Stark Iron Man gets Madam Mask. I'm interested in that. Who isn't, you know? A lot of people. <laughs> She's pretty D-list, but, like, I like her. You're D-list. She's cool. Um, uh, yeah, and Venom gets Carnage. I like, oh, they're doing a maximum or minimum Venom. Absolute Carnage. Absolute Carnage is coming out. Yes. That's right. And I'm very excited for that, but I'll have to wait and get the trade because my shop is closing. Yeah, it's so sad. And it's sad. Now I'm real sad. Yeah. The What I'm at least grateful for is that Umbrella Academy Hotel Oblivion will end before the shop closes. So I don't have to hunt down that issue. That's is nice. Because that would really stink. I do have to hunt down uh, Doomsday Clock, but what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to hunt down two, two issues of Doomsday Clock, so I you'll think, have to yeah. hunt it down in six months and then 12 years from now. Because that book comes out every we joke, but like, years. <laughs> it's the worst release schedule I've ever seen it's in my life. It's so bad. And the thing is, like, it's, it's, it's very Watchmen-esque, where it's very, very dense. Yeah. So... Two I, months later, I forgot what the, what I read. That's why I have read literally none of it, because I'm waiting. I buy it all, I'm waiting. Yeah. Um, but they, I was talking to the guy at the comic book shop that's closing, um, and he was talking about how the Batman Who Laughs was a five, and now it's extended to a six. And he, I said, could you uh, imagine if they extend Doomsday Clock and it's pushed back like a year? He's like, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, I can see uh, that too. Yeah, it's an unfortunate case of rent being too high, and and I get it. Green the 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 street it's on has had a like had a huge turnaround since that shop has been there. Yeah, so I understand it. I lived in Chicago. You see that thing happen. Still stinks, but it's it's rough. It's really rough. So wish them all the best. Yeah, it'll be it's gonna be hard to find a comic book shop now. Yeah, because okay. when we had is gone, the, all of our favorites are gone. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to see how what we're gonna do. Yeah, it's 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 really tough. It's not like the city where they're very prominent, where there are options. <laughs> no, it's the suburbs where there's not options. So and like I don't want to like hiking out to like to another one is just so far, and I'm so busy. Like I just don't see that. That's happening. the thing is the busyness factor. It's like it was so nice to just have a shop you could just. I mean, I only went. I, I still only went every. Probably what I've I once went, a month, but like still, it was nice to be able to go. To I a went place. every week. Then I started to go every two or three weeks, but I would still pick up everything. It's not like there are any right more or less list. dollars no handed over no. Um, but yeah, I have a I have a decent pull list that I pick everything up on it and buy a variant when it catches my eye and stuff like that. But it. it like I know I'm not going to keep up with it. And what was nice about this shop is it was pretty decent between work and home so I could just stop my way home and pick it up anything else is going to be extremely out of the way it's not it's not fair and this is like the second shop that has closed and I'm just like you know what it's like God this doesn't want us to have much. comic books <laughs> God doesn't want us to have good comic books sold by cool people yeah fine we'll go digital it's fine that's what I'm thinking I'm going to have to do 
Yeah. And it stinks. Yeah. It really stinks. But I will admit, it was pretty nice to bring my tablet to work, busting out my break. There's nothing there is nothing that, that was beats real nice. the convenience of a digital book, but I also like brick and mortar stores. I know. Why can't I do both? That's what I'm doing right now. Why can't we be friends? Ding ding. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Final. Final uh, we have another thing? We'll do, yeah, we'll do another thing. Okay. Just a quick thing. There's a Magic the Gathering series animated coming to the Netflix. How excited are you? Uh, so, do you know the team behind this thing? No. Who Is it the same people who did the Castlevania show? No, it's better. Let me just... Good, it's not anime? Roll... It's animated. It's... Yeah. Not, I don't believe it's anime. One of the series... One of the article write-ups on it did say it was anime, but no! I... No! But I don't believe it's anime. I believe it's animated. Nothing against anime or anime fans. I just But it turned... A lot of people it. are turned off by the style, and I get that. I can't stand it. And I get that. Except for Yu-Gi-Oh, but that's because I like Yu-Gi-Oh abridged. No, abridged is fantastic. It's the best. So, uh, first of all, the executive producers are ones Anthony and Joe Russo. Uh-oh. First of all. How? What? Did... We got it. You'd like nerd stuff. You're good at it. Do you need to own it all? Well, they're also doing that 21 Bridges movie, though. 21 Bridges? Or 12 Bridges. The one with um, yeah, with with um, Black Panther. Yeah, in the in New York. Don't you mean Chadwick Boseman? No, I do not mean Chadwick Boseman. I mean Black Panther, or you may call him Vontae Mack. Those are the only two names that I will call him because he was perfect in both roles. So this is a direct quote. As for who will oversee work with the animated series, Octopi, O C T O P I E. Are the people who did the Star Wars shows? Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Calm down. I've been tasked I know, with I know the, the job. name. Todd Makurath, Eric Calderon, and Dave Newberg will produce the series alongside other executive producers, Mike LaRocca and Isaac Kraus, and Henry Gilroy from Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars The Clone Wars. There we go. And Melina, who wrote The Tick and Agent Carter. Oh, no. Oh, no. John's going to watch this show. I'm going to watch the ever-loving tar out of this show. That's going to be your new favorite show. It's going to be so good. <laughs> or it's going to be terrible. So what I'm hoping they do is because this most recent set, there were like a thousand Planeswalkers. I'm hoping they pick one that's not like a huge figure <laughs> yeah, in the story. that's me. I'm just a Planeswalker. <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got in this situation. <laughs> I hope they pick one that's not like super, super paramount to the story. Like a Jace And they or do something. that character's adventures. I'd be down. Like... I would I would be down for it being a main thing, but like I think it's a lot easier to do like this side story and get to really know deep dive on that character. I just want magic stuff that I can consume without having to play the game because I'm not gonna play the game. I'm just I know I'm not. Oh, but arena's so good. Arena's fine, but like I want it's taking all my money. I want like story stuff. I like the I like the story of the the game. It's pretty cool. Story's very good. So I'm ex- I'm excited for this. I'll watch this. And then lastly, we got E3 next week. Yes, which normally I'm not big video game people, but... Um, but there's well, superhero stuff to be had. Yes, there is going to be an Avengers game revealed for sure. Hundo Percento. Uh, at E3. So next week? It's going to be Monday night during Square Enix's press conference. They've confirmed that? They have confirmed that. Sweet. So this game is developed. It's an Avengers title. It was announced like three years ago, and it's been radio silence ever since. 
But it's developed by Crystal Dynamics, who have worked on the Tomb Raider series. What else have they done? Um, I think that's mostly their body of work. I mean, that's fine. But Square Enix is what? What are they doing? A press conference. Yeah, but like, what are they? Are they developing? Are they? They're the publisher. Square uh, Crystal Dynamics, the developer. Okay. So it'll be. It'll be announced. The rumors are that it's co-op somehow, an online component. So I'm. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what it is. I don't really know what I want it to be. I want it to be... Um, I want it to be... What is it? I want Ultimate Alliance 3, which we're getting. But what I want, getting? I want Ultimate Alliance-style gameplay. Kind of. But I want it to be more RPG-based. So I not have... not a dungeon crawler. I want. I guess not gameplay. I, I want... Um, the character roster of Ultimate Alliance, but I want an RPG. I think that's a little too ambitious. This yes, project. yes, it is. Project, yes, it is. I'm very excited. I also think it's going to be an RPG. You don't think it's going to be an RPG? No, now with Chris Dynamics, they do they do Tomb Raider. Hey man, I'm excited for whatever they do. I'm excited to see it. Speaking of all of this, which is kind of off topic but on topic, did you see what's coming to the Switch? Ultimate Alliance three. Also, DC Superheroes Online. I did see that. Which I personally loved. Well, I you can pl- love it again. I'm going to. I'm very <laughs> excited. Xavier Woods was talking about that, how excited he was because he used to play that game all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I loved that game, and now I'll be able to play it again. Actually, I'll probably be able to play it more than I did when I had it on my computer because my computer was crud when I used to try to play it. So I'm excited to actually be able to play it well because I think the Switch will... That was like when Diablo 3 came to PS3. <laughs> I had it on computer. Didn't really work. But I had it. My laptop ran it. It just was... Yeah, it wasn't good. It was fine. But now, like, I'll have it on my Switch and I'll get to play but it But also, like, quite frankly, I really like Diablo with a controller. It's great. I think it just works, in my opinion, better. Well, this is nothing like Diablo. No, I'm just... Oh, okay. That's just, just talking. I do like Diablo on the Switch. It's really fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to having DC superheroes on the Switch because it was really fun. Mm-hmm. I really liked that game. And then the bummer free three is that Rocksteady makers of most of the Arkham series will not be 83. They have confirmed today they will not. But be 83. Rumor is we might get another Arkham game anyway. Yeah, the rumor is that it's going to be an Arkham game made by WB Montreal. They made Batman Arkham Origins. And it was the rumor is it's the, it follows the Court of Owls storyline, which we covered on this podcast across two episodes. Stop! You go. already sold one to me. You're gonna buy it anyway. I was gonna buy it. Anyway. It's a Batman game. You're just gonna buy it. And like I, I get it. Um, but yeah, I'm super super down for that. It would take place between the rumor is that it would take place between Arkham Origins and Arkham Asylum, and follow Court of Owls. So I'd be very excited for that. Um, if you look at what happened with Arkham Knight and Arkham Origins, it's a very similar scenario where they released Arkham City, everyone loved it, and then they were working on their not their follow-up title, but it was so ambitious, so ambitious. And coming towards the end of the console life cycle, being PS3 360, they had WB Montreal put out Arkham Origins, so you had an Arkham game to play to kind of like carry you through to when they could do Arkham Knight, which was pretty early in the generation. 
Very early. Yeah, there, it was like the first big like multi-title, like multi-platform title that you needed an Xbox One or PS4 to play. Yes. So it like it. So I think that's going to be a similar scenario because if you if you release this new Arkham game, which I think the rumor is Arkham Crisis. Um, yeah, Court of Owls Crisis. Got please, em. please, God. They're going to use Arkham. They're going to definitely tie that IP Fine. in with it. Arkham Owls. Arkham Court. Well, it's going to be Batman Arkham. Batman Arkham Court. Batman Arkham, just put this directly into my veins, please, God. I like Crisis. I don't care what they call it. If they do... Crisis is such an overused term in the DC Universe, though. Oh. It's like a thing. Everything's a crisis. Hmm. Hmm. Because, like, Court is not exciting. You're not exciting. It's, It's very apt... What about Batman Arkham Conspiracy? What about Batman Arkham Kill These Owls? What about Batman Arkham Mainline this directly inside of me? So this begs the question, what do you think RxA is working on? What do you want them to be working on? Rocksteady? Superman game. I want a Superman game. Done by them. So there have been a lot of rumors that include Superman. I've heard Superman. I've heard Suicide Squad. I've heard Justice League. I want a... I want a... Oh, Justice League game. Give me, give me Marvel Ultimate Alliance uh, Justice League. <laughs> Justice League Ultimate Alliance. I mean, something else. Justice League Supreme Team Up. <laughs> Justice League Assemble. Oh, God, you can't do that. <laughs> Justice League Cap has me on here. I would love a Superman game. Um, I just think that's, that's really hard to nail. Insanely. Because he's so super, like how do you how do you make it, it engaging? You could argue it's impossible. So like, do you do a game where you are one character? Like, if it's a Justice League game, like, do you get to pick who you are and you are that character throughout? Do you switch characters, or is it Justice League but you have to play as Wonder Woman? You have to play as Batman. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, the Justice League games are probably perfect as injustice. Yeah, yeah. Those are pretty much the perfect DC games so far uh, that are, have an ensemble cast. I don't know. We spent, so we spent like, those games have extensive. We spent forty minutes on this. It's thirty-four minutes into the podcast. Well, there's a lot to talk about, Jerry. I don't disagree with you. Keep so... saying what you were saying. You were going to say <laughs> those games have extensive what? Like story mode and single player content, and I love so how good. when you get to, when you're doing a fight, for example, like um, Black Canary and Green Arrow. Are together. So when you when you fight on some fights, you get to choose. Okay, do you want to fight as Black Canary? Do you want to fight as Green Arrow? Like, what do you want to do? Which is really cool. And um, if you're me, you do it all. So it it, it. Do, it does a very good way of doing the ensemble. And then there's different like endings. Like it's just it's so good, and I love it. Those Injustice Two is perfect. Yeah, I love Injustice Two. As far as fighting games go, like it's it could not have been done better in my personal opinion. I'm not a big fighting game person, but that game is. Perfect. Yes, I agree. Especially because it tells a new original story that, like, feels just right for the universe they've crafted. It sure did. So great. It was so good. What do you want Rocksteady to be working on? Um, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I would love a Green Lantern game, but I know the market is not there for it. Not gonna happen. There's so much you could do. There's so much... That's the thing. There's so much you could do. He's not... As powerful as Superman, by any stretch of the imagination, you're also limited by the lantern needing to charge. 
So that's how you would work in the gameplay mechanics of it. Yeah. Um, the lore is so, so, so very dense. So there's a lot of material you have to work with. Yep. I think you could definitely pull it off. They're not going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it because I don't think the money is there. It's not. So I want it. I want it real bad. They're not going to do it. And it's mostly because they hate us. What if they just buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey and they call it Wonder Woman? You sold me and you said Odyssey. <laughs> I want that. Hear me oh, out. It's basically to, the same thing. I want to go to there. Oh my god, it is the same thing. <laughs> Pretty much. Ugh. I'm really trying to think of how they would do a Superman game. There's no way to do it that I can think of. Right. It, it requires a lot of thought. It requires a lot of... Like, let's, let's, let's remove Superman 64 from our memories. Because, like, that was just... It's it didn't not, matter that fair. it was Superman. It was just a bad game. Just straight up. Yeah, so, like... Nothing was going to save that game. Yeah. But, like, if you give your character the ability to fly all the time, always at will, how do you make difficult... Like, how do you make combat difficult, you know, just run away in an instant? Um, barring, like, kryptonite and having to go underground to get out of the sunlight. Like, how do you do it? Like, I... And I mean, I'm not, it's not my job. I'm not paid to make these decisions or have to figure this stuff out. But it just seems like the most uphill of battles to get a Superman game working. I would love it. I would buy it. I would play it. I just, if anyone can do it, I think they can. But I think what part of what makes Arkham so good is that Batman is a human. Well, Things yeah. are difficult. Some situations you can get into are impossible. Like, if you don't do... And they, they did such a good job of making combat very strategic. Which is how Batman triumphs. Right. And that's what you need to do to win the game. And how are you going to do that in, in regards to Superman where he's he wins all the time? He's perfect. He's unstoppable. He is super. Except for that one time he died. Uh, it's happened a few he times. Died. It's happened a few times. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of the thing. It's like how I mean, the do way you... you do it is like by putting him on an alien planet, and then like he slowly adapts as the game goes on, so like he gets more of his powers. I don't know, but that seems like a cop out. It seems like very other M-y. and people don't want other M. They hated other M, mm-hmm. and that's not just because of the gameplay. That's because of the story, obviously. But like, you don't take away the hero's powers and expect everyone to have fun. It's just not how games work, right? People don't buy games because they want it to be uh, fair. They want but games also that's, for that's fun. such a trope that like gaming as industry has moved past. Yes, doesn't mean they can't. It doesn't mean it can't be done right. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. But it's so hard to do right. Is it even possible, or is it worth it for from a game maker standpoint? We don't know. We don't make. We don't freaking make games. Yeah. So I I don't know. And then like Suicide Squad is another thing I'd heard. So that one feels like a little more doable ensemble cast. Because they are people, more right. or less. They're, they're, they're not crazy, stupid, powerful. Again, it always comes back to Ultimate Alliance for me, as far as like what you can do. I would love that, but I feel that Ultimate Alliance is the type of game that you don't need Rocksteady to make. You don't. Other studios could easily do that. So if I was Warner Brothers, I would not task Rocksteady with that. I would find another studio and be like, hey... Do well, this. Is Rocksteady making a superhero game? They are making a game. That is all we know. 
Right, so it doesn't have to necessarily be... It has been rumored to be Suicide Squad, Superman, Justice League, and Turtles. See, Turtles makes more sense to me. As, just as far as, like, feasibility standpoint. Yeah. But even then, like, those games of Those successful games have always been arcade beat-em-ups. Yep. Like, the one time they tried to make, uh, like, a RPG or an action-adventure game with those guys, it didn't work. That I can remember. I, I don't know, man. I don't know either. I play video games. I don't know how to make them. I have no idea what to do. Exactly. So we just got to wait and see. I don't know, like, as much as I love Red Sun, like, that wouldn't make a compelling game. No. You know, like, I love Watchmen. That wouldn't make it, I don't think, a compelling game. No, it would not. Absolutely. So I, I don't know. I'll just wait and see. If there's an Arkham Owl game, I'll be very into that. You could do a Watchmen Telltale game if Telltale still existed. Yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> Doesn't mean someone else can't take up the style of game. That's true. That's true. All right, I think we've talked enough about video games on this non-video game podcast. Let's get right it into... It was all superhero content. I don't disagree with you, but it's 45 minutes. <laughs> Let's get into uh, the... Doom! Po- you can do that every time we talk today. You're just going to say Doom. Doom! Here's your poet. All right, this week we are reading... Doom! Awesome. Fantastic. So happy we're going to read this book. <laughs> we're reading Doom War. Doom! Stop it! <laughs> Doom War. Doom! <laughs> written and uh, actually I don't have the I don't have the writer up. Do you? Thank goodness. It's written by Jonathan Mayberry and Scott Eaton did the pencils. Andy Lanning and Robert Campanella did the inks and John Jean-Francois Francois Beaulieu did, did the, the colors. This book was written um, just after Shuri. Ooh. Sorry. Just over Shuri took over as the Black Panther. Uh, this was one of the books that when the Black Panther movie was coming out, everyone was like, you got to read this. This is seminal Black Panther stuff. And people are like, they're not going to make a movie about this yet, are they? Because they, they don't have the rights. They, so. can't, they can't do that. <laughs> it's, the first, it's the first one. Although, if you think about it, they kind of did a little bit. Like, they took a little bit of, like, the unrest thing for Killmonger. Yes. Which is kind of cool. But I think you can easily do this and replace Doom with, like, I don't know, Namor. Oh, my God, up. I would love it. Like, that just... Like, I it, it really think that how the state Wakanda is in after the events of, really, Black Panther, but also, like, Infinity War, I can easily see someone swooping in being like, he's not the right guy. Look at all this stuff he did. He broke tradition. Everything's awful. And come in and institute, like, a new government that just takes over and stuff like that. I can really see that happening. That would make a lot of sense in the MCU. Yes, it would. So I can really see them kind of leaning into this heavily. You just can't do Doom. Doom! Yeah, how's it feel? Feels great. It does. I love saying his name. Um, So, like, you just can't do that. But I think that the, the, the Easter egg in Endgame with the underwater earthquake... Uh, that was intentional. And, you, you gotta believe And Atlantis famously always warring with Wakanda. Like, it just makes too much sense to not follow up on that. So the book opens... With... A trial. Not Doom. So why even bother? And we're done. No. Alright, that's, that's <laughs> next week we're gonna read Doom by Doom. So... It opens, like, in the middle of a ton of action. Okay, so I looked up some stuff about what happened beforehand. Do you want to know? Yes, that's so, the scene. So what happened was you had, um, and it's kind of referenced briefly in the book, but there was, like, 11 issues apparently leading up to this. 
Right. 11 Black Panther issues? Yes. Okay. And it was um, across different things. So it was um, Black Panther was in power. Something started to happen slowly, kind of a, a, a coup underneath him. And these people, the. So the Darudi? No. Uh, shoot. I literally had it written down. Anyway, they take over. Uh, and they're doing a, a coup slowly underneath him. And he's not happy about it. And he is... Desturi. Thank you. You're welcome. He uh, is removed from power. And he they're going to kill his mother, Aurora. Or they're going to kill themselves. Or like they're going to kill the people if he doesn't bail. Like, get out. So he has to leave. And they've taken over. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the end of the coup. Okay. Which is brief. Like I said, it's mentioned in there. But I looked up... That is like that's all that was leading up to it, and it was like eleven issues. Yikes! Which is a lot, and I love Black Panther, but like we did not have time for eleven issues. No, that's two episodes. Week. That's that's a lot. So a trial of Aurora, aka Storm, and her amnesia. I'm sorry, <laughs> your claustrophobia. claustrophobia. Thank you. I don't know why I said amnesia. Um, so because you forgot because of your amnesia. Oh, but I'm scared of small places. <laughs> that's small called, places. That's a fetophobia, right? You know, like, Miniature part of the RPC. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not scared of corner. enclosed spaces. I'm terrified just of miniatures things. and models. I'm really scared of scale models. <laughs> oh my god, it's one to six scale. <laughs> what is he freaking out about? Oh, there's a Lego thing over here. So, okay, so that's hilarious. <laughs> it is pretty funny. So they're trying Aurora for the crimes of being a witch, and like, I'm not gonna say she doesn't have some witch-like powers. Well, they called her a witch in a couple other things that we've uh, read. Another, I think it was another Black Panther book, or maybe that was just I. I read that they call her a witch. Uh, they've called her like a uh, the Wind Witch at times, and so like she's. Understandably scary to mm-hmm. to other people. No, I I get it. I totally get it. Um, yeah, I totally get it. And I and also it, it's very much mutants are always constantly looked down upon. What? No for way. Being different. And she's a mutant of color, so I bet she has it even worse. I mean, she isn't a mutant of color in Wakanda. No, that's well, but even there, she is the she's the she's she's not, an outsider. She's not Wakanda. She is an outsider. But yes, so and then there's like this news reporter and stuff gets interrupted, but it comes to light that Black Panther and Shuri just they pieced, they're out of there. Yes, and there people are like, oh, this is crazy, this is happening, this coup is happening, this has to be being done by outside forces, right? And the people are like, no, no, outside forces, that's we crazy. are the Shuri, which means which is Swahili for the tradition. That's to- it's us guys. We're doing this all ourselves. Yeah, obviously, no. Why would we have help. outside help? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Doom installed the regime. Yeah, so you find out that Doom, like to flash forward a little bit, he installed all this to create civil unrest, to give him the opportunity to take not just some, all. All vibranium ever. Ever. Well, not all of it. All of the Wakandan vibranium. Because Wakandan vibranium is stronger than the Which is like, Antarctic vibranium and the... Sure, it's also upwards of like 98% of the world's vibranium. Yes. So, uh, and you find out later in this book that uh, vibranium is in literally everything. Yeah, all metal has contains vibranium or trace all traces of vibranium. Yeah. So that's insane. It's crazy. That's amazing. 
So, Shuri and T'Challa go to the X-Men and be like, hey guys, listen, why don't you help us? us? You know Aurora, you love Aurora. Yeah, we all love Aurora, why don't we, like, do this? And Cyclops is like, tell us about the part where, like, you just skipped out on your wife. Logan says that. Logan says that? Yeah. Someone said it. Tell us about the part where you just left. Threw your wife slash one of our best friends to the wolves, bub. Yeah. It's crazy. And then Cyclops is like, listen, I can't help you. I cannot send them to right. help you. I am the public face. Rink. I'm the public face. Rink. Well, no, no, no. The whole thing is like, he's the public face of this new sovereign country of mutants. Oh, that's a- so he can't fit. He can't actually give his blessing because that could be an act of war. Do so you know where this, you know what this takes place right after? No more mutants. Is it right after House of M? It's, well, it's, yes, it's after House of M. So there's only like 195 mutants total. So it's not just that they are fragile because they have a new land. It's fragile because they only have 195 of them. Gotcha. Like they have no one to stand up with them. That's why it's so tough. I, that was the other thing. I, I was like, I knew I'm missing something else. That was it. It's, it's not immediately after House of M, but it's close enough that it's still fresh in the Marvel Universe. Gotcha. Okay, that, that helps a little bit. So then we learn that everything is done by the broker. Yeah. Who uh, is a.k.a. Walter Declam. And then my favorite throwaway name ever for a character, his Ms. assistant, Tick- Miss Tickle. Mrs. Tickle. She's married. Mrs. Tickle. Hilarious. It's so, it's like such a stupid Bond-esque name. It's said a total of three times and they're all in this issue. It's never said again in the whole trade. She's only seen one other time. It's hilarious. What I also love is like, Whenever you see a character for the first time in one of these issues, they get a pretty dramatic title card with like yeah. a dramatic font, Mrs. like their title. And every time it's Mrs. Tickle. It's awesome. So it's very stern, Mrs. Tickle. Hello, just, Mrs. Tickle. It just gets me every time. Good to see you, Mrs. Tickle. Why did I see you too? I imagine that's how she talks. So we see them building more Doom bots because that's what you do. That's what you doom. Then I didn't say it was going to be a good joke. Doom. doom. So T'Challa tries to explain that, listen, we found out that Doom put in nanobots or nanites Nanites. into the food and water supply in the palace. And with those, he was able to see and hear everything. Everything. So we were not able to get to Aurora. We had to leave immediately. Because otherwise, uh, Doom would know what we're doing. And yeah, know what we're doing, not to mention actually all Wakanda's secrets. So then he's after vibranium because of course he is. And that's pretty much where the stage is set. Cyclops is like, we can't help you. Like, I, I can't support this action because it's a move of war. I can't. And T'Challa's like, whatever. And then, and then when they're leaving, Cyclops is like, listen, I said I couldn't do the thing. I never said the X-Men couldn't on their own decide to take it upon I themselves just to do the thing. with it. Yeah, I just can't endorse it. I'm the leader of this country. Cyclops is like not one of my favorites. <laughs> He's a really good leader though. He is. He's a very good leader. He is. He's not wrong in this situation. Nope. But also it writes him out of the comics, so we did it. I'm not I'm not even Cyclops fan <laughs> either. Never have been. Uh but yeah, so the, the puppet regime is so Doom, when they show the puppet regime, the you know, saying, "Oh, this is all us," they cut to Doom cracking uh, a safe underneath uh, Wakanda that has all of the um, 
Vibranium. Vibranium in it, and he's having trouble, so he's going in. He ends up needing Aurora's help, so he kind of like lets her break out of jail. He's like, cool, you're coming with me. You're going to help me. Um, or I'm going to kill your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, the queen mother. So he's trying to break in there. It's, it's tough, but he's able to do it. You find out that T'Challa has been using magic on top of science, which is weird for him. Um, and later we find out in the book that when earlier on Doom had destroyed T'Challa's body mm-hmm. so bad that he was almost never able to walk again. That's when Shuri took over as the Black Panther because he might not have been able to. Um, when this happened, he took up some more magical things. He was scared of dying. He didn't want Doom to take over Wakanda, so he said, hey, I will just use magic instead of just science, which is weird for me, but I'm doing it for the sake of my people. Yeah, because Doom, as much as he is all about the Doombots, he is very into magic and alchemy. He'll do whatever he needs to get what he needs done. But he also leans heavily into magic territory. Yes, he does. Which is cool. He's but yeah. great. He's a great villain. The X-Men come. They're fighting. It's very difficult to fight all these robots. Um, eventually, Doom makes progress on the vault. Using Storm. Using um, Storm. He's able to get to the final lock, which is like you can't get past unless you're pure of heart. Yeah, it says, thing. only through purity, unencumbered, by pretense, may you pass. Or may you pass. So, And Storm's like, that's not you. You ain't getting through. And um, cut to T'Challa coming down to save Aurora, and Doom got through. Yeah, so <laughs> this is probably my favorite part. So T'Challa's like, give me back Storm, you monster. And Doom just goes, like, okay. more or less, essentially, whatever his are called, they're not repulsives, whatever they're called, to, to Aurora's head. Um, he's like, all right, five. Four. Four. Three. And T'Challa does not move. And he goes, ah, excellent. Thank you. And runs inside that layer of the vault. Ah, no, he leaves. Oh, he just leaves? That's him leaving. It's already been done at this point. Oh, you're right, you're right. He did the thing already. Yeah, he did the thing. Um, So he he goes, okay, yeah, you can have her. Bye. And then uh, he leaves with all of the vibranium. Mm-hmm. And T'Challa's like, how that's not possible? I set up this whole moral this moral test, and there's no way he got past the moral test. He's, he's Victor Von Doom. He's a piece of scum. What's the heck? So my favorite part is this. What he does is he takes everything off. He's nude. He's naked. This is scarred dude. In front of God and everyone. This is when Yeah, this Duke is before he got up. pretty again. He said, unguarded, naked, weaponless, I offer myself up to judgment. He goes into the... So, I'm going to jump up because I love this. So, he goes in to this, like, world and Bast... Is it Bast or Bast? Bast? I think I believe it's Bast. Bast, the tiger... Or the panther god of Wakanda and the tiger god of... The cat god of Egypt. Cat god of Egypt um, is like, hey... You are here. You're not going to be judged. And he goes, fine, judge me. Judge me for who I am. And she goes, okay, you're a bad guy. And he goes, am I, though? Like, 
Look at all of what humanity's done. Let's look, think about this. Let's look at what the world has done. Let's look at what the world is going to do. I've looked into the future and I've seen millions and millions of options where nobody lives. And I've seen one where they do and it's under my foot. I'm not doing this to rule the world because I want to be number one. I'm doing this to get everyone on the same page. And she's like, the tiger, the, the panther god is like, oh, oh, I hate you, but you're right. Yeah, you would kill millions. You would kill millions to save billions. And so only the pure of mind and heart can get the vibranium. And she goes, yeah, you can have it. She's like, like I don't believe with your methods, but your intentions are pure. So I have you to give do it to you. pass. So he gets all the vibranium. Which was crazy. So at this point, they're realizing that they need to break up into teams and kind of go after Doom. Try to find all the vibranium he took. Yep. So they have these trackers and they're able to find some of it. They're able to find like 8%, they say. But a lot of it's scrambled. A lot of it's scrambled up. And so they're doing this, they're doing this, doing this, and they're going through. And the Doom bots are getting stronger and stronger. Because they got vibranium. And then whenever they die... They're like, the, on the ground, the hero's like, yeah, victory, we got the Doombots. Then Doom's like, whatever, who cares? The next version is just going to learn from the mistakes of the past versions. So they're like, what, the Sentinels? Yes. Or That's how they're getting, evolved. they're getting that hard to fight. So it's, I, I thought it was really cool. And the whole thing, the cover of 3, as well as the, there's an ongoing theme of, it's a game of chess. It's a game of chess. It's a game of chess. Uh, you know, they... The Fantastic Four coming to help. Reed and T'Challa looking at this that's, to win the battle. Yeah, I was gonna say that next. This that's what Shuri and um Shuri and T'Challa go up and they say, Hey, he took a librarian and Reed's like, All the librarian? <laughs> Let me help you. Yeah. You silly little goose. Yeah, so Doom is like they're they're worried about the battles, whereas I am waging a war. So he's willing to lose every a few Doom bots, and the, the 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 broker's like, you know, you're losing money. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't I matter. Care. I won't need any of this in like two days. Who cares? Um, and then they there are flying Panther Doom bots. Doom, flying. I repeat, Panther Doom bots. Doom bots. It just looks so cool. It does. Johnny Storm's like, whatever, I'll take this flame on. Goes out there, gets completely wrecked. It's ridiculous. So now they got Vibranium Doombots. It's it's really cool. I love Doom. Doom is great. Doom is the best. Here's so the next issue after that. Okay, so so everyone's fighting, yada yada, and uh, they're all fighting. And it's going poorly. They're doing the best they can. Nothing's working. So, um, Shuri's saying this whole time, like, you should stop. Also of note, this is the first time Wakanda has ever fallen. Yes. You should stop doing what you think is right, because that's, Doom knows, he's two steps ahead of you. He knows what you're going to do. Do something, like, wild. Do something a wild card. And Charlie goes, all right, I'm doing it. And he calls in Deadpool. Yes. And Deadpool is. And, like, the Black Ops store Milaje. Yes, without telling anybody. This happens, and uh, Reed also pulls out his wild card, which is Rhodey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they all get sent in to try to find uh, Doom. They can't. Then they do. They send Deadpool through, like, the quantum thing. It's crazy. Uh, using, what do they call it, shadow physics? Yeah, shadow which, is, physics. which is physics with magic. Which, like, is awesome. 
It is cool. And they do that. But I thought this was going to go to, like, a showdown in, like, a different realm between T'Challa and Doom. Nay, nay. And it did not. Is that where you thought that was going to go? Nah. No? Nah. So you're talking about, like, a place and how it could exist, and they never they never follow that up. Well, that's, I mean, well, no, they do. That's how that's how Wade gets there. They send him yeah. through that place. But I thought it'd be cooler. It is, but the way that they use it is the shadow physics make, uh, well, I'll get there at the end. Um, so what happens is they send Wade in to uh, get to Doom. He does. He's like, hey, guys, this is crazy. I'm here with Doom. Um, you're all going to die unless you stop him. And Doom ends up getting, so now he's got all his magic vibranium, and he just drops everybody, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, Deadpool and Dormelage, they get to Doom, and so he's like, hey, here's where they're at. Final war gets, final battle gets waged. Um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. No, you're good. Uh, jumps at, so he's like, final battle's going to be waged. They're all going to fight. It's going poorly. And then Charles like, all right, I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. And he has like a, like a clicker in his hand. And uh, Doom's like, what's that? And he goes, well, this is going to make every bit of vibranium ever on the earth that has been refined by Wakanda inert. It's just going to be metal. And in his best Cartman voice ever, he goes, Kalik. I hate you. I'm very tired. I don't blame you. <laughs> you should be tired. You had a long night. I did. Um, he does this, rendering all of the uh, vibranium inert, and that means that all of his money is gone, all of his people's wealth is gone, but that doesn't matter. Uh, as this is happening, um, the issue comes up that, hey, if you go attack Doom, he's in Latveria, if you go to Latveria and attack, that scene is an act of war, the world is going to be mad. Yep, so they're they able can't to, just do that overtly. So they're able to do it in like a Black Ops way. Uh, and then Shuri has the opportunity to kill Doom on his own soil. And she says, I'm not going to do this because I don't, it's, it, you know, it's wrong. I'm trying to be the better person here. Mm. But if you ever come back to Wakanda, if you ever darken Wakanda's doorstep, I, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, Deadpool will kill you where you stand. Really quick fun aside. Yeah, all this thing, yeah. They hack his accounts. Doom's accounts, yeah. And they empty them completely. Well, there's a penny left. And they all go to Foundation for AIDS Research, Breast Cancer Research Foundation, Children's Health Fund, Save the Children, that sort of thing. All these so, yeah, like that. a ton of legitimate causes. And they're just like, oh no, they've taken his money and turned him into a humanitarian. No! Super funny. I, I thought that was so. That was like not a humanitarian. <gasps> it's so good. I thought he liked so fish. Good. What? I don't know. I'm tired too. Okay. So that's the end uh, of the of it. And this is also how Black Panther's new storyline would go forward. I haven't read much of the new storyline after this, where he's where Wakanda's poor and they need help from the world, and they're being rebuilt by other people, which is cool. But I haven't read much of it. Um, but yeah, that's the book. I liked it a lot overall. Definitely my favorite thing with Deadpool that I've ever read. Yeah. Deadpool. He was barely in it. He was barely in it. He made a lot of zany jokes and he like was like, hey, you're hot women. Can I like date you hot women? Ha ha ha, isn't that funny? It's like yeah. yeah, it's like it's like go on with the with these uh like like the the black ops store Melage. Is it like do you understand the mission? Or Wade's like, okay, so like there's super hot ladies who are super violent. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, which is which is funny. Um, and then the do you believe in love at first, second, third, and fourth sight? That was really that was my I, favorite I like joke. That too. <laughs> I like that too. Less of Deadpool is a lot of Deadpool, 
and it was very, very good. Um, I liked the book a lot. I wasn't expecting all of this. I wasn't expecting it to be so Black Panther heavy. I knew it was in Wakanda, but I guess I didn't realize. I didn't know it was like seminal Black Panther. No, it, it is huge. I was expecting like it to be a seminal Doom book. I would say it's both. It's absolutely like seminal Shuri because I can't think of something else where she is that that huge of a character. I mean, she has like a whole run. Yeah. As the Black Panther, and I haven't read any of it. Yeah, but this seems like the crossover event. Yes. That centers on her and her stuff. Yes, 100%. Uh, I liked it. I'd say I'd give it like a 8 out of 10. One one thing I didn't love about it was it started abruptly and it ended very abruptly as well. From what I hear, that's kind of how Black Panther books end. Really? That's what someone was saying online in a video I watched. It was like, that's just kind of what they do. You know, it ends and it's like, hey, we're on to the next thing. Here we go. Like, hmm. it's kind of like seen as, from his perspective of, we have the next thing to worry about. I can't wrap this up. I have the next thing. I have the next thing. I have the next He runs a whole country. Um, whereas some superheroes get the, you know, oh, I did it. I, I beat the bad guy. No, yeah, no. I like those moments in between, to be honest. I don't disagree. It just sounds like that's how Black Panther books go. Because it, it was like, Doom was defeated, and they're, but be warned if you ever come back again. And then you just get one more panel. Yep. End, of, end of event. Yep. There might be other books that go into it. There probably are, but it's probably not like an infinity scenario where, like, no. did you not read? Did you not obey the flowchart and read these 18 titles? Oh, my God. Infinity was rough. Infinity was really rough. It wasn't bad. It was like, rough. I, if you want to do that, I get it. But then don't... If you're going to name things 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, they should make sense as 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. You know, like, it should be more coherent than that. Otherwise, do, like, Infinity, part one of Infinity. Uh, I forget what the other books are now, but, like, Nova, whatever, part two of Infinity. Part three of Infinity. Yeah. Do something like that to where it's like, okay, I should be reading this. Yeah, that's what um, Drowned Earth did for Aquaman. Yeah? Yeah, just part one, part two, part three, part four, part five. Uh, Dark Side War did that. It was over, like, four different books, but it just said Dark Side War part one, Dark Side War part two, Dark Side War part three. Beautiful. Do that. It was really easy to follow. Because you just... Oh, I know numbers. Mm-hmm. The next one is two. Oh, I know that. Cool. And I, I don't think there's been an event that they've done since Infinity that was that obtuse. Um, I will... I hope not. I will definitely admit that... Um, the uh, what is it? It's not Pleasant, Pleasant Hill. Hill. Um, standoff. Standoff. Standoff was a little egregious with how they released it. It was kind of a pain in the butt to follow, but at least they gave you a roadmap in the back of each book. They did kind of. If they said these books happen, then these books happen, these books happen. But the thing with Standoff is like you have a plot and then you have multiple B plots. I'd say that. And the multiple B plots are like, for example, like New Avengers and. I forget the other one, but something else. And t- together, there were like four issues, All but those different. only mattered with each other. Angel Shield, New Avengers, Angel Shield. When those only mattered with each other, and then there were two other books, and those only mattered with each other. Jeez. So you could do just an A pod, and it would be six or seven issues. That's what they did for Metal, but like they said, it, they said that at the top of each book, it was like this is for this this little side story, this is for this side story, this is for this side story, and that's how that really War nice. of the Realms is laid out. Good too. It's it's very much. War of the Realms, War of the Realms Frontline, War of the Realms whatever, and you can just take whatever you want. But I like to think Marvel's learning to just be better. I don't know how we got in this tangent, because Doom War is not even at fault for this. But, yeah. So they've gotten better about it, at least, at least lately. All right. So what would you give the... Doom!
Doom out of 10. Doom out of 10. Let's get to the outro. We can talk about what we're going to read next, which will definitely be next week, not six weeks from now, because we're good at schedule. this week john we did it we did it next week definitely next week well yes um we have two things we have our dark phoenix episode hopefully going up next week dark phoenix one shot maybe a week after that we'll see uh and then we're gonna read um it's not out in trade paperback yet but the issues have all been released so we're gonna read heroes in crisis crisis Crisis. written by tom king and drawn by clay man i'm gonna give you a really brief uh, overview of it by Clay Man, Clay M A N N, yes. As in not Clayface. Yes, this guy does a lot of really good art. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, welcome to Sanctuary, an ultra secret hospital for superheroes who have been traumatized by crime fighting and cosmic combat. But something goes inexplicably wrong when many patients wind up dead. With two well-known operators as the prime suspects, Harley Quinn and Booster Gold, it's up to the DC Trinity of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman to investigate. But can they get the job done in the face of overwhelming opposition? That's right. Booster Gold is in this book. Booster Gold. Booster Booster Gold. Gold. (laughs) Um, So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, that'll be fun. You have read nothing about this, really, other than... I heard that it had Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. That's And you just heard that About now. it. No, I heard that previously. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I read the first issue. I knew it was Tom King, so expect great things. I'm sure it's good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, any questions? Any, any, anything you want to know about the book before we read it? Um, not really. I'll just jump in. Cool, 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 cool. I doubt it needs much setup. I don't think so either. I, from what I've read, uh, even not even if you didn't know what was going on, like with all the DC characters, you'd be, you'd get it. You'd know their stakes. I know who stakes. they are. In yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, it's got my girl Harley. We'll be good. We'll be good. Yeah, you'll like that. We'll be good. Um, so, I got a coupon. Oh, is this for that Mexican place? No, the Chinese no, place. It's uh, no, the Italian it's, place. No, I mean you get burritos. You might be getting warmer. I don't know. So it's uh, it's what? a it's an all expenses paid trip. <gasps> Where are we going? We're going to Latveria. John, I can't go to Latveria. We've talked about. This. I I know, I know. The human rights issues are just miserable. No, that's not the reason I can't go to Latveria. No, it's all. So it's what it's the Doombots patrolling the streets. No, I like robots. Uh, so is it the color green just everywhere? You know that's my favorite color, Jonathan. The, you know the reason I can't go to Latveria. Is it the rigorously planned schedules even for visitors? Mm, what? No. Absolutely not. Is your passport not good to go? My passport's fine, yeah. I, I can't think of any reason. Is it? Is you, you like afraid to fly? I love flying. I think it's super fun. Jonathan, it's because of the Latveria Minis Museum. You know oh, I'm scared of minis. The Mini Mini Museum? What? 
The museum itself is one third size. Ah! That's a podcast this week. You can follow us on Twitter at Talking Traits. You can follow Jeremy at Lizard King Twenty Seven, and John at Maester Laka M A E S T E R L A K A. Also find us on Facebook. And remember, we're not experts, we're fans. <laughs>